0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street. The Bean Town Podcast for Sunday, March 24th, 2019. What's going on? How are you? I am the creator, the host, the producer, all that good stuff of this show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast. And uh, we are the People's Podcast. We stand for the people, by the people, and of the people. And we're really here uh, to get a pulse on the heartbeat of the nation, you know? Good old-fashioned Americans, uh, what's important to you? What are the issues you're dealing with? I, I'm sort of a doctor in that sense, a healer through laughter, through comedy, through special guests interviews all that good stuff so i know the letters at the end of my name are quinn david Furness ms because i am a master of science but really i don't know just something to consider i know there are schools out there that will do honorary degrees quinn david furnace md maybe the next doogie hauser a show i've never seen but neil patrick harris unforgettable um We are the People's Podcast, and uh, we are happy to be coming to you live here uh, from 817 St. Paul Street. Uh, A quiet weekend here uh, at homestead been watching a lot of college basketball Uh, march madness kicking into full swing wasn't able to do a sort of selection sunday show because of the way our recording timelines been uh, lining up last couple weeks we've been recording midweek i know two weeks ago we had a dear friend of the podcast matthew fiedler on the show came on, did our taxes. We talked about the Cayman Islands, Destination Weddings. Really, if you haven't listened to that show, it's totally worth an hour of your life, probably. Go back and look it up. I should also mention Beantown Podcast. We are the world's number one leader in misinformation, probably. Uh, Last week, the birthday podcast, always a fun time. That was arguably my favorite podcast from 2018. Had good times again in 2019. Um, as you know, my birthday was physically on last Saturday, eight days ago, but we ended up recording, I believe, on the Thursday. Um, Wednesday or Thursday, I don't recall which one. One of those two because hauling a computer and recording equipment,s and boom mics and the camera crew and lunch for a crew of you know, production people and the editors and the casting directors and electricians and the best boy, and you got to get a caterer for your caterer. I said, eh, it's too much. It is too much. I don't want to lug all that stuff to Chicago, pay for round-trip flights, yada, yada, yada. So I said, look, I'll just do it myself. We'll do it live. And I did it um, in the middle of the week so long story short it's been like 10 days since i recorded a podcast i feel fresh like a phoenix rising from arizona and uh happy to be coming to you live uh listener discretion is advised when you're checking out the beantown podcast number one we will occasionally use some uh language here i learned about anthracite it's a word that a lot of us are probably familiar with. No, it's not. Uh, it's not like anthropology. It's also not this. You hear the word anthracite. It kind of makes you think of anthrax, which is another thing that I think we all know about, but we don't quite understand. Anyways, anthracite. I'm doing some, you know, googling the other day, as I often do, and I'm thinking, what's the difference between anthracite and coal? I don't get it. So I check it out, you know. It's a very scientific method. My hypothesis was anthracite and coal are different. Uh, testing. Well, I tested it by Googling the, uh, the 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 term anthracite and checking out its Wikipedia page. Uh, results. Anthracite is a type of coal. So it's kind of like all toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads sort of thing. You know, you create a Venn diagram, if you will. And conclusions are that my hypothesis was uh, correct. So I told you early on in the show I'm a master of science, you just witnessed me just go to town on a very complex question that I broke down into different pieces. This is why, and I've never been asked to be a science tutor before, but I think oftentimes I I think I should do it. I, I worry about a Socrates situation where you're corrupting the youth. But here's I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you. You gotta have your hypothesis, you gotta have your testing, you gotta have your results and your conclusions. And in some some circles, they'll ask for a literature review. I I have always been eh, on the lit review. Here's why. You end up saying a lot of stuff and wasting a lot of time pages and energy on stuff that people already know you're just like setting up the argument and i'm not a dummy i understand why it's there but they're oftentimes just so long that it's just it's not worth it you know so depending on which master of science you ask they might try to trip you up with that lit review but not me. Uh-uh. I go right for the heart of the problem. We spend way too much time dawdling around, talking about the problem. No one ever gets in there and solves the issues, the people's issues, Being Tom Podcast, healing the wounds of America one wound at a time. If you couldn't tell already, I like saying the word wound. <sighs> Anyways, where were we? March Madness. Uh, we are In the second day of the round of 32. So we've had three big days already. And uh, I got to tell you. And I should knock on wood for this. Let's see. This was my uh, coffee table. It's from an Ikea. uh, It's from Ikea. It has one of those cool Swedish names. I don't know what it was. I think Bjorn Bjorg or something like that. Who was a... Uh, a tennis player i think there's also a a, an artist i believe called bjork but i don't really know anything about them um so you got to knock on wood before I, i say any of this stuff let's knock on this one this is a coaster um it's a thin wood but uh it still counts as wood let's uh what else should we knock on that is um this is a chair not the flower chair But this is a chair with uh, a back that is somewhat broken, but it's still a very sittable chair. Um, I found this in Rogers Park, Chicago. I was uh, strolling through some alleys one day. I think I was dumping my mattress or something, uh, my mattress frame, because I actually have my mattress still. And I stumbled across this chair. It's not a great chair, but it gets the job done. The thing is, because I always sit in the flower chair, it's just kind of a, a placeholder, like for my backpack or for a pair of pants. Oftentimes, I will drape a pair of pants over the back. Um, so I never really sit in it, but it's there, sort of a decorative piece. Um, yeah, we got that. Other other wood to knock on. Before I, I go any further with what I was about to say, uh, we should find other wood to knock on. This is my, uh, in case you're wondering, my bookshelf. I believe it is um, sort of a mahogany oak, perhaps. Uh, I don't know where this bookshelf came from. Uh, We had it in my parents' house when I was like a teenager. But as far as I can remember, this wasn't the type of bookshelf that was like always in our house. So I think it came from some other relative at some point and i just ended up having it the thing with bookshelves are they're nice to have and they're nice to put your books on but unless you're like in academia full time i don't really you know i've had these books on this bookshelf in this apartment for going on like 21 months now 1 21 months they ain't had your arms and uh i never use it so I know the Marie Kondo thing, or there's something else that's like you should have like 10 books at a time or something. That to me is a little overboard. Like uh, there's more than 10 books in the world. I do have a lot of my uh, my piano music in there, but I unfortunately don't get the opportunity to play a lot. But this is my bookshelf. It came with these weird, so uh, just imagine a regular bookshelf with one, two, three, four different kind of sections So three different horizontal pieces of wood throughout um, the open face of the shelf for putting said books on. And it came with these, like, glass covers. Um, Covers is not a good word, but uh, things that you could open up for each section. There's one, like, piece of glass that you just lift for each section to be able to access the books in there. And they would be on, like, these rolling things that go deep into the bookshelf so once you like lift it up you can push it back into the bookshelf i remember the first time i moved with this bookshelf i think it was um it must have been going into my boy i don't know when did i acquire this bookshelf i have no idea sometime before my parents moved to the west coast but i remember the first time moving with it and having all these glass shelves and it was just like a pain in the butt to put them in there and also these glass things are just like these glass covers however you want to call them are just like totally decorative um and they don't really serve a purpose other than protecting the books but whose books really need protection so yada 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 eventually i just t- i ditched them i don't know where i don't know when at some point in some capacity i said hasta la vista glass and um, and they're gone so I don't have them anymore, long story short. But that's that's that bookshelf. Um, before I, I tell you what I'm knocking on wood for, so we're talking about March Madness, um, here's another piece of wood. This is the flower chair. So kind of a, a legendary piece here. I have a couple pieces in my apartment that are... Uh, more than anything else very near and dear to my heart the flower chair being one of them tiger blanket would be another obvious choice but the flower chair is classic always had this growing up um, in our house and uh, if you're wondering what it will flower chair what does that mean it's just like a very normal armchair, pretty old um, never was like an amazing chair but gets the job done and it's like cushions and the fabric is a floral pattern um, but this baby is so old that um, it's so like dark and stained and dirty and all this stuff at this point that you can hardly even tell what it actually was. It kind of just looks like camouflage at this point. But for any listeners who uh, have a more in-depth history uh, of this flower chair and they want to share what it actually is, we'd be happy to read that live on the air on a future episode. So if you know anything, please feel free to email us beantownpodcast at yahoo.com that's beantown b-e-a-n podcast at yahoo.com and we would love to uh to read that on the air um but this flower chair has been on the l it has moved um from chicago to the east coast and who knows where it came from before it was in chicago certainly rockford illinois but elsewhere i would imagine um we should take a break uh, we should read some advertisements. I talk every single week about how we're going to try to keep this one short, and we never actually do. Well, here's the case today. In case in case you couldn't tell, I didn't come in with a lot of material to work with. So we're doing a lot of improv. I literally usually I'll have, you know, if we have interviews, I'll have questions written out and that sort of stuff. If I'm just doing one by myself, though, I'll usually in my phone I have written out um a number of different topics or sometimes if I'm doing a bit write that out a little bit more uh fleshed out about what we're gonna do we came in today stone cold nothing um no guidelines no structures no skeletons of I mean, any talking points any of that stuff so I'm pretty happy uh in case you're just joining us right now um I'm going to tell you about March Madness, but before I say anything about it, I wanted to to knock on wood to kind of cover my ass. So, uh, but let, let's get to the ads here. Um, got some sponsors that we're going to hear from. Let me get a sip of my Dunkin' coffee. I almost said Dunkin' Donuts, but I think if you say Dunkin' Donuts, they can sue you for, uh, I don't know, libel, misrepresentation, I would be liable for libel, and I don't want to be liable for libel. Here we go. Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate (coughs) stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, call Steve at 541-207-1101 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That's 541-207-1101. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. dot com. Home inspection perfection. So talking to dad on the, 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 the uh the, the, the group the group chat um, pardon my stuttering and uh turns out he's you know we're going to home pride Oregon oftentimes now throughout the day to increase your internet points. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but speaking of websites, BeantownPodcast.com latest Bean Town podcast we have got the Bean Town blog other projects we'll put there on the homepage including the 2019 Oscars monologue go check it out but we're talking about homeprideoregon.com and i'm i'm tooling around i like to use tool as a verb like you're just kind of doing something but you say i'm tooling around and i'm tooling around on 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 the homeprideoregon.com website and I learned that because of uh, the Home Pride Oregon insurance, something like that, 100% money back guarantee, if something, if Steve misses something in the home inspection service, turns out the company that insures him will buy the home for free or something like that. That's crazy talk. Um, that's that's what Brown can do for you. You remember that slogan from UPS? You never hear that anymore. You also, I feel like, don't see UPS advertise at all. Um, I, they're losing so badly to FedEx. You know, after Castaway came out, that really just ruined the whole uh, hierarchical order. But so, if anybody's looking to, to to take a gamble and get your house bought for free, maybe call Steve from Home Pride Oregon Inspection Services. Is he going to actually miss anything? No. But just having the chance, having that glimmer of hope of getting your home off the market just like that, I don't know, maybe worth the risk. Um, It's kind of like going to the casino, inspecting to turn a profit. No, it's not going to happen, but you have that glimmer of hope and you got to hold on to hope. So I want to give a shout out to the Samson Q2U series—crisp, clean audio quality all the time for guys on the go. You gotta have a Samson, and just remember, when God speaks, He uses a Samson. Uh, the TV Guide—you might be wondering, wow, Quinn, you haven't talked about TV Guide yet. It's one of your biggest, uh, biggest sponsors, biggest drivers in year two of the show. Well. Checked my mail yesterday, and there was no new TV guide. If you remember from last week, we had the uh, the one with Kaylee Cuoco and Jonathan Galecki from The Big Bang Theory, which is inextricably still on the air and finally going off, thank God, after something like 28 seasons. And uh, that was the last TV guide we got. Nothing new this week. I don't know how I'm supposed to know what's on television this week, and while I don't have... Television, if I did, I wouldn't know what was on. So, TV Guide, you kind of drop the ball. Uh, also, I don't want to get on your case too much about this, but I think it would be a good idea. So, the whole Roseanne Barr scandal, whatever she said, I think she was on Anthracite or something. Um, the Connors, the revamped Roseanne show, John Goodman going to be the star. So, here's my idea for a TV Guide you have him on the cover. He's sitting in something like the flower chair, but he's got his elbows on his knees. He's kind of bending down a little bit, back bent. He's looking at the camera. He's giving a smirk. He's got the signature uh, Dan Connor curly hair, red, white flannel because he's an American. uh, And the the, the cover just says, he's back, exclamation point. The Connors returns to ABC this Tuesday, 8, 7 Central. Just an idea. I... It's not like I host a very successful podcast or anything with big influence. Also, over 300 followers now on Instagram. Hello. Who said that? I did. Um, One more here. Cuts by Q. Uh, Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many midtown Baltimore-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995, and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Cook County, Illinois. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or email Cuts at yahoo.com. That's Cuts! Q-U-T-Z by Q at Yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right. That was the advertisements. Thank you to our advertisers, Home Pride Oregon, Cuts by Q, uh, the Samson Q2U series, and the TV Guide. So I want to get back into this. We were talking about March Madness, and I was going to share with you um, some exciting news from March Madness in terms of how my bracket is doing. Um, before I I I kind of sh- tell you how I'm doing because um, I I do want to get into March Madness here before we we end our time together. But I I just before I say anything, I want to knock on wood. So before I I do this, knock on wood. This is uh, my nightstand, something uh, that I think is some sort of maple or a cedar perhaps, maybe a sequoia. Sequoia is a tough word to spell, S-E-Q-U-I-O-A. Does that sound right? That's four vowels in a row. That's crazy talk. Sequoia, is that a Native American word? I don't know we would need to get a uh an entomologist um on on the the, the program, but it's a good nightstand. used to be my mom's. I don't use it for much. I got my alarm clock on the top. you know the, oh this was crazy. I was cleaning uh deep spring cleaning my apartment yesterday spent better half of four or five hours doing that. well, you say the the phrase the expression the better half. When you say the better half though it, you end up referring to the entirety of the time period that you list. so what is it why why do we say the better half? It should be the better whole of four to five hours, but I digest here. Um, it's a good nightstand. I was cleaning the alarm clock, I'm dusting it you know I'm giving it the one, two, the what over, whatever you want to call it with the swiffer, and uh, I must have touched some buttons of some kind because this is crazy i haven't used this alarm clock for an actual alarm in i don't know probably well over a year i just don't do it i use my phone um my alarm goes off at 701 a.m this morning and it's the type of thing where you slowly kind of rise to consciousness out of your sleep and i'm just thinking like this is not my alarm like what what sound is this my phone does not make this sound And eventually I realized it's coming from my alarm clock, but it was crazy loud and really irritating, so it's a good alarm clock. Uh, But I turn it off, and there's really no other big payoff to that story, but I just wanted to let you know that in the process of dusting my alarm clock, I somehow managed to turn my alarm on, set it to to 7.01 a.m., and have it go off at a very loud volume this morning. But knock on wood, very important to do. You don't want to mess anything up. You don't want to jinx yourself. Uh, Before I say anything about March Madness, I should uh, knock on wood. That's my guitar. In case you're wondering, I believe it is a uh, balsam tree. Balsam, B-A-L-S-A-M, perhaps. Um, It's not a good guitar. In case you couldn't tell from the first year or so of me playing it it is not a great guitar Uh, i think i purchased it for upwards of fifty dollars on amazon it's blue Uh, it has the highest action known to man so i've actually been thinking about trying to call uh, the guinness book of world records out here to maybe come out and measure the action here see if this is the highest um, action of any guitar ever Uh, What it means is that bar chords are like, I've had an easier time getting extra napkins at Subway than I've had trying to play bar chords on this baby. I always feel a little discouraged when I'm playing tunes, when I'm doing some strumming. And it requires bar chords and I'm unable to um, get a, a, a quality sound because of the high action but then i you know go to someone else's house go to brothers whatever play one of their either acoustics or one of their electrics when your fingers feel like they're in heaven and the sound quality is great so i try not to be too hard on myself um but in this discussion of march manis uh before i say what i want to say about march manis i should knock on wood that is my dresser this thing is a beast. I believe it is Nordic pine, something along those lines, something from uh, the higher um, subterranean regions of Scandinavia. And this thing is heavy as hell. Um, I've told my moving story before. That was a, our Farewell to Farwell episode. You can go find it last summer. It would have been at the end of June, I believe. Um But that is uh, my dresser that I ended up, when I got to Baltimore, getting from the truck up to my apartment by myself. And this thing, I'm not a good estimator of how many pounds something actually weighs. But I mean, this thing's got to be 100 pounds probably, um, which is just a lot to move. It's one thing to be able to lift 100 pounds. It's another thing to be able to get it out of a truck onto street level. Up five stairs into the actual apartment complex entrance, up another five stairs to where the elevator is, and then across the tile floor of my uh, apartment hallways and into my apartment. That was not fun. Um, there are also like some random nails coming out um, of the the, the dresser um, in different ways. so you got to watch out when you're moving dressers by yourself. Always tricky. Call an expert like Quinn because I've done it. Um, but on this topic of March Madness, there is one other wood that I wanted to knock, but it's my desk and it's really far away. Um, hey, DePaul Housing Services, if you're looking for a desk, I might have an extra one that I may or may not have uh, lifted from one of your residence halls. But I, I, uh, I, de- <coughs> excuse me, I did just here. I've had a hard time speaking today. But March Madness. Here is the news. Taking some hits. Uh, round of 64. Kansas State, I had them in the Sweet 16, so they lost, but that was my only round of, uh, that was my only Sweet 16 team that uh, got knocked out in the first round. Round of whatever, 32. First day was yesterday. I was in good shape to start the day, and then right at the end, things. Not necessarily crumbled, but I just I took two gut punches that I was not happy about. I took Nova over Purdue. We all know what happened there. That was an absolute shit show. And I also took um shoot, who was the other team I had in the Sweet Sixteen that lost yesterday? Now we gotta look it up. I was so amped to talk about this and then I started knocking on wood and next thing you know, it's all over. Um Who did I have? Kentucky, Houston. Oh, I had Kansas. That's right. Two teams that got absolutely ass-whipped. Apologies for my language. Uh, Nova and Kansas. And Kansas, that was a 4-5 matchup, so technically an upset losing to Auburn, but eh, depending on who you ask, not really. Nova was an upset pig. I took the only one of the day, 6-3, over Purdue's a 3. But seriously, if... And I I know a lot of people feel this way. If you're losing two Sweet sweet 16 picks because Nova and Kansas lose, I'm not feeling too bad about that, considering those have been like perennial powerhouses in the last five years of college basketball. So I'm down three Sweet 16s, uh, Kansas, Kansas State, and uh, Nova. Uh, I have, what do I have then? I have five that are locked in. Does that sound right? No, I got six. I got six locked in yesterday. So six yes, three no. That means I've got another seven going today. So seven out of the eight games, I have potential for uh, punching in, correct, sweet 16 picks. The scary thing, though, is I have five of my lead eight picks going today. I have Duke, UNC, UVA, um, Houston, and Tennessee. And the first game of the day, Tennessee versus Iowa, that's a national championship game pick for me I've got u t k losing to uh Michigan State, so uh I will be very nervous, come around uh twelve fifteen eastern time here when that game tips off. Um, but so far we're in really good shape um, right at the top of all four of my different uh leagues that I'm part of. A lot of people do um, like a different bracket for each one of their leagues or some people do multiple brackets in each league. They pay out more for that. I'm a straight shooter. I am a traditionalist. I fill out one bracket. I use that bracket for all four leagues. So we, we are either going to win big or we are either going to lose big or what's more likely is like the 95% chance that you're somewhere in between and you still lose your money, but you actually look decent on paper. You're just not at the top. That's probably where we're going to end up, but uh, we're in good shape right now. Lead eight still intact at the end of the day. That's, that's what matters. Um, Nice to keep your sweet 16 as sterling uh, condition as you can. But you know, if I, if I, what do I have seven going today? If I can get five of those, right. Then I think that's 11 out of 16, not, amazing but better than i usually do um usually i am down at least one or two lead eight picks by this point um and we're still in good shape so there's that uh that's what we wanted to say to you today Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. A little bit of a shorter episode. I hope that works for you all. Um, Don't forget to like us, share us, whatever you want to do to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, not CastBox yet, um, but anywhere else where podcasts are listened to. Unless we're not there, you can find us. Um, That's going to be a wrap. On Sunday, March 24th, we will come to you next weekend live from Chicago. Beautiful city. Happy to be back. Should be a good time. Looking forward to recording it out there. Good chance we're joined by uh, a guest or two. That tends to be the case when you're hitting the road. So uh, doing a a show from Chicago should be a good time. So uh, special thanks to all the wood in my apartment. And uh, this has been Queen David Furnace, uh coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street. Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. Your number one source for misinformation, probably. Thank you to our sponsors. I am going to drink my Dunkin' and uh, going to do a little family chat here on the phone and then going to watch a whole lot of college basketball. So thanks for listening to my podcast. Hope everyone has a good week. Be kind to one another. Maybe I can usurp Ellen's phrase. Maybe I'll get sued for being liable for liable. Who knows? Um, but uh, have a good day. Have a good week, and we will check in on, ya. <laughs> check in on you next time.